Maple Leafs three to two in overtime, and it, it's a shame because the kid line was just magnificent. They were you know, like what we saw in the playoffs. And Philip Heedle had two goals, both in the second period. Really came close to getting a hat trick. I was hoping that he'd get it. And for for me, the concern and look, the Rangers get one point at Toronto. Like you can't really have a major issue with that. I do think the Rangers are letting some points slip away. Like protecting leads in the third period have been much more of an issue this year than they were last year. But I think a lot of this, uh, the blame for this game, a lot of it goes on Gerard Gallant and his usage. And it's just, I've said it a million times, but it's concerning how he defers to the veterans and they can do no wrong. They can do no wrong. But if the kids make a mistake, they will. You know, they will feel that, and they will lose ice time. But we, we have to talk about a couple of players that really were bad in this one, and, and some in this game, and, and also recently. So, well, before I, I go there, Will Cooley makes his uh, Rangers de- his NHL debut, which was cool, no pun intended, because it was in Toronto, where he's from. And Cooley, unfortunately, his first ever shift goal against... So that's been unfortunate. Played less than six minutes. You know, did did some good things. Again, the fourth line is an issue. I mean, to me, LeCision, that's not going to be an answer. That, that just won't be. Sammy Blay was sent down on a conditioning assignment to Hartford, and he actually scored. So Sammy Blay scores his first, I guess, regular season goal in the Ranger organization. Uh, so he scored tonight in Hartford, ironically. So hopefully he can get going and somehow be a factor when he if slash when, when he comes back. But the fourth line tonight, Vitaly Kravtsov was out the scratch. And, you know, not ideal, but I also somewhat understand it based on the construction of the lines. Now, like I always say, if you move Goodrow down to that fourth line center, then to me, LeCision, that to me is the guy who should be out the scratch. But again, like, I'm not going to get caught up in all that. Long story short, the fourth line's a problem. But the players that have really been bad especially tonight and lately, Chris Kreider, really, really bad. Really, really bad. And look, I look at Kreider's season, it hasn't been terrible, really at all. Kreider, you know, 19 goals in 45 games, plus 10. Like, it, it isn't, and a lot of these are even strength goals. It's not really been a horrible season for Chris Kreider. But if we want to blame it on the recent injury, okay, but he's playing. So I'm under the assumption that Kreider is all right. So as long as he's playing, I think this criticism is warranted. And, and he was bad. There was a easy, easy deflection or tap-in on a great setup by Zibanejad in the power play that could have given the Rangers a 3-1 lead. Crowder just, just doesn't convert. Doesn't go in. I don't know how. And then on the tying goal by Toronto, Crowder gets beat. Lilligren beats Crowder, and the, and the Leafs tied up. But that's just the beginning of it. I mean, and he was demoted. So... Jimmy VZ moves up, and, and that look, that was deserved. I, I actually thought VZ, when you look at the veterans, and VZ is one of them, I thought VZ was actually all right tonight. But Kreider moves down with Trocek and Goodrow. That line was not any good. It wasn't any good. You know, because remember, we, I, I had said Kreider, Trocek, VZ. That was a good line. Well, the one tonight with, with Goodrow, I, I wasn't impressed by it really at all. Didn't think it was any good. So Kreider, really, really bad. Rangers only have one more game till the break, so hopefully Kreider can you know, rest up after this Friday game, which I'll be I'll be there for that against the Vegas Golden Knights, 
And that'll be uh, the second game I've gone to this season. The first game versus the Islanders. That was a fun one. That went well. This one, the Rangers are wearing their, are going to be wearing their reverse retros for the last time this season. It has not. The Rangers are like one and six with them, so that's not great. But anyway, quite a really bad. Also, Vinny Trocheck, who I have increasingly been, you know, critical of, but Vinny Trocheck, he hasn't been good. He hasn't been good at all defensively, offensive production, and he plays way, way too much. Just does. I know he's a Galant favorite. I know that they were together in Florida. But it's like, you know, you look at that, that first power play unit, and there's a lot of different ways that you can go with it. But to me, an easy switch, and I, I would do different things than just this, but to me, just an easy enough thing to do is just take Trocheck off it. To me, that would seem easy enough. And it's funny. Look. And I don't think it's revisionist history. Look, I still would take Trocek over Strom, definitely. But there are things in Strom's game that Trocek doesn't provide. There are. So it's not as if it's like a complete, whereas I thought, oh, complete slam dunk. No, it hasn't been. It actually hasn't been. Uh, and I think Trocek, just the defensive side of his game has been not good. Like how he plays in this defensive zone is not impressive. I, I, there was like an icing tonight where he just, like, just avoided contact and iced the puck. I, I know that he has it in him to play a strong game. I do think that his game probably translates well to playoff hockey. I really believe that. But for Trocek, it's been bad. It has been, like, for the last month at least. He, he's he got the worst plus minus on the team. He's minus nine. Like, and a lot of that was Panarin. A lot of that is because of Panarin. That's my next person, Panarin, who wasn't terrible tonight. He had a horrendous turnover up to one with about eight minutes left. He just, you know, one of his classic cross-size passes that gets intercepted. Panarin is an issue. Panarin is an issue. He, it used to be that the Panarin line was like a great line. Didn't matter who was on it. Jesper Fast, Colin Blackwell. It didn't matter who was on the line. It was going to produce. Opposite now, any line that Panarin's on, it's, it's just going to have problems. And... It was interesting. You, you saw Chris Jury's reaction tonight, and he looked pissed. And maybe, you know, we don't always see Drury much at all. I'm not sure if it was because it was on TNT. Probably had something to do with it. Uh, definitely. He looked pretty pissed off. And I, I just think that knowing Chris Drury, the player, you know, from, uh, you know, I guess 15, 20, you know, 10 to 20 years ago, right? Mainly in the 2000s. I, Panarin is just someone that I think, like, Drury was a hardworking player. An honest player, good two-way player. Rangers, you know, didn't really see that much in, in the Ranger days, more so as a Colorado Avalanche and a Buffalo Sabre, but a little bit with the Rangers. There, there was some good times. But Panarin, it's just, it's an off-season. Look, if, if the scenario plays out where Panarin doesn't perform in the playoffs, you really need to consider trading him, which won't be easy for many reasons. No movement clause, his contract. Like, even if you want to do it, it's not going to be that easy to do. But I think, like, Panarin, like, that's has to be considered. Now, look, but that's if he doesn't perform on the playoffs. I have my doubt. I don't think – I have my doubts that he will perform on the playoffs, but maybe he'll do well, and then it's not a conversation. Right? That's, that's under that scenario. And to me, Panarin is someone who he'll pad his stats versus weak opponents, but against the playoff types, you watch. It's just 
it's not there. The time and space that he needs isn't there. So those three stand out for me. And what's unfortunate is that Kidlon was so good. I mean, Philip Heedle, I can't say enough good things about him. Heedle, 15 goals in the season now, and he missed some time, right? Philip Heedle, 15 goals in 40 games. You prorate that, that's a 30-goal season. Like, he has really, if you want to talk about regular season to regular season, Philip Heedle, in terms of most improved, it's got to be Philip Heedle. However, if it's from playoffs last year to regular season, then I'd say no, because he was great in the playoffs. He has carried over what he did in the postseason to the regular season, and it's been great. And look, Kako and Lafreniere, they're at their best with Heedle as well. That line needs to stay together. It does, and it needs more ice time. It's twofold. Stay together, and it needs to actually be used as a legitimate top six line. Deal with the, deal with the defensive issues. You know what, like, if it happens, it happens. Give them a chance. Galant's not giving them a chance, and that, it, it's just, it sets a bad, bad precedent and a bad example. They know. They know that if they make any mistake, they're fucked. But if one of the other guys that I've mentioned, Trocheks, Criders, Panarins, Zabanajads, Goodros, if those guys make mistakes, they don't have to worry about anything. That's not right. That's not right. And it could get Gerard Gallant fired. Honestly, like, when you look, like, it's not good for development. And honestly, it's not even good for winning. See, he thinks, like, like, you know, his use of the power play, of power play one, it's like, yeah, I'm not going to take them out. But it's like, you might have better options. Philip Heedle might literally be a better option than Vincent Trocek on power play one. Like, so it's, it's, so it's not only are you helping the development, but you're helping your team win games. So, yeah, I, I have a major problem with that. And then also, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about also his overtime usage never makes any sense. But we'll, let's talk about that, you know, once we get there. First period, uh, the Leafs take an early one-up lead. Pontus... Holmberg scores his fifth goal of the season from uh, Joey Anderson and Kerfoot. So it's an early Leaf lead. And this was a play, you know, and this is where the fourth line and third pair was on at the same time. Galant always loves to do that. It's putting shit with shit. And look, the Harper-Schneider pair has gotten worse lately. It's serviceable enough, but like I've said for a while now, Ben Harper is not the answer. If you want Ben Harper as your seventh or eighth defenseman, I guess... I guess I'm okay with that, but he cannot be your sixth. Like he just can't be. So that 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 pair has you know regressed a bit, as you'd expect. But the fourth line, I guess the blame goes to Gauthier. I, I think Cooley as well could have been a little bit more active, and I guess you, you cut him a little bit of a break. It was his first shift in the NHL, but that's a tough one. First shift, goal against, and yeah. So you know again, the Rangers fourth line, it's not very good. The Rangers are going to have to address that by the deadline. So it's a one thing Toronto lead. And the Rangers get a power play. It's a too many men on the ice penalty on Toronto. And the Rangers power play unsuccessful. They don't score on it. And then Vinny Trocek with a tripping penalty. That's the other thing with Trocek. The penalties. I ripped on Ryan Strom for taking way too many penalties. Trocek's doing that also. Trocek, believe me, he is filling that role in seamlessly. He is taking a lot of penalties. I have to think he's up there for penalty minute uh, leaders on the team. Got to be up there. Got to be one of the top two or three highest. But the Rangers penalty kill, give them a lot of credit. They were very good tonight. And it's just fixing up those, uh, those um, 
you know, the transition rushes and that's where the Rangers get goals. But when it's set up and like they're, they're, they're structurally sound and, and, and Igor Shosturkin, I don't think I've even mentioned him yet tonight, was really good. So Igor, what, it was the kid line and Igor that were really, really good. I thought it, it reminded me not so much so, but like I said, some of the, some of what he did last year at Toronto was there again. So the Rangers trail one nothing going into the second. And in the second, it's the Philip Heedle show, or the Kidline show, but Heedle specifically. He scores unassisted, his 14th goal of the season at 209, off the faceoff. And it's funny, he's not very good on faceoffs, and he takes a shot and it goes past uh, Ilya Samsonov. So the former capital netminder just, I think I blame that on him more than anyone. Heedle scores. I, I really, you don't see goals like that too often where he takes the shot right off the faceoff and it goes in. And it even fooled the TNT camera, camera guy or gal. Um, and so it's 1 1. Then at 6 31, the Rangers take the lead and it's Heedle again. Second of the night, 15th of the season from Kako and Lafreniere. Really nice passing play. You know, Lafreniere, his game has taken, you know, has definitely ticked up since he's been on the kid line. And Kako was really probably the standout on that goal. Like, worked really hard. Great pass. And the Rangers take a 2-1 lead. And then Heedle does trip Joey Anderson. So it's not all good for Heedle. But, you know, Rangers kill it off. And for Heedle, it, it was the right call. He didn't mean to do it. But it happened. And then Braden Schneider takes a holy penalty. Joey Anderson, the former devil, draws a couple of penalties, gets an assist. Uh, and But the Rangers do a good job. And I thought the second period was a pretty sad. I thought it was pretty sad for the Rangers. Uh, you know, obviously the penalty kills, you know, were risky, but they got out of it. The Rangers take a 2-1 lead going to the third. In the third... You know, the Rangers played well for a while. Lilligren delay a game at 334, caused by Will Cooley. Cooley, good job by him, you know, was pressured him. And Lilligren, you know, it's a delay a game penalty on him. And this is where Quieter almost got that goal to make it 3-1. I should also mention earlier, when Heedle came out of the box in the second, Trocek just missed him. It would have been a breakaway for Heedle. It would have been very cool to see a hat-trick, a natural hat-trick in one period. Would have been really cool to see, but, you know, the, the timing was a little off. But here is where Crowder on the power play in the third period just could not score. And, you, and I just knew when that shit happens, it comes back to bite. And it did. And it did. The, the Rangers, you know, they, they were – the first half of that third period, I thought they played really well. And then all of a sudden, Toronto's getting chance after chance. And eventually, they do tie it up at 15-49. Lilligren is fourth of the year from Tavares and Nylander. And this is – this Crowder is the main culprit. This is the Trocheck line with Crowder and Goodrow. And Lilligren beats Crowder. Truba, I wish to Jacob Truba, and, you know, there's always a little bit of negative, you know, I thought Truba played pretty well up to this point, but with Jacob Truba, there's always something wrong that he does, and, you know, I wish that he could have maybe cleared it out of the way, like Adam Fox, I think, he's just got that wherewithal, he's got that skill to kind of just get the puck and kind of put it out of, you know, reach, he misses it, Logan comes in, and Kreider's beat, Chris Kreider, a pathetic, horrible game for Chris Kreider, pretty embarrassing, again, if the injury is a thing, then maybe I'll, I'll cut him a little bit of slack. But if you're in the lineup, then you know, you're expected to perform. So they tied it to, and the Rangers almost lost it at the very end. Tavares hit the crossbar in the dying second. So this was almost a disaster. But the Rangers do get it to overtime. And then I have one last question for Gerard Gallant. It is the overtime usage. And first off, no one's talking about this. Why wasn't Adam Fox on to start the overtime? Kondra Miller was on. 
I like Keandre Miller, but he's not Adam Fox. Why was Adam Fox on? That, that's first off. Then also, it's Sabanajan and Panarin. It's, you know, the one thing that Trocek, and let me see, like, just tonight. Yeah. Trocek is very good on faceoffs. Like, make sure you win it. And having Panarin as the wing for Sabanajan, Panarin's not going to go, Panarin's not going to dig it out. That's where either go Sabanajan Kreider or go Trocek Panarin. Like, the Sabanajan Panarin combination with Keandre Miller made no sense. And they did horribly. Mitch Marner, 19 seconds in, scores. Really nice goal by Marner, but no one really went after him. None of them. Panarin, Zibanejad, Miller let him walk in and score past Shesterkin. His 18th goal of the year from Lilligren, and the Toronto Maple Leafs beat the Rangers 3-2 in overtime. So it had, it had playoff feel. It really did. It had some playoff feel to it. And the one point, in a nutshell, at Toronto, not, not bad. That's not, I mean, Toronto's a really solid home team. And they just didn't play horribly. Igor was really good. The kid line was awesome. But Gerard Gallant, you need to not be so stubborn. And you need to let the kids, especially when they're performing well, give them a chance. They didn't even play. Once the, once the game got tied, they didn't play the rest of that third period. Almost certain. They did not play at all. How? How? That, that, that's playing to lose. That's like playing to lose. The game's tied, Gerard. It's, you're not even up by one. You're, you're tied. Try to maybe take the lead. So that is a problem, going to be a problem. I, I've discussed things that I'm concerned about. And, and some of the veterans need to get need to do better. And, and Gallant, I, I just I don't I don't see him changing. He's gonna stick to the same stuff and give him credit for what he did last year. And Gerard Gallant, he's look, he's not a bad coach. He's not, but you can see why his why he gets fired as quickly as he does. You see it. You just do. Because it didn't make sense with Florida and with Vegas. Like, why? But when you're a fan of the team, you understand why. Again, Rangers lose at Toronto 3-2 in overtime. And now they head home to, t- to face the Vegas Golden Knights, who are also coming off of a very similar, extremely similar 3-2 overtime loss. That was at New Jersey. And the Rangers, this will be the Rangers' last game before the All-Star break. So they'll be off for quite some time. Hopefully, I'll be there. Hopefully, they can, you know, go off on a positive note into the All-Star break.